0: I think if you ask most guys, they would say, yes, my wife has helped me become a much better man. I, there's just no way I am who I am today if she's not in the picture. And I think one of the best ways to meet your husband's needs is to know what they are, maybe even before he can express those. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage team here. And Greg, what does it mean to you? How much does it mean
1: to you when Erin tries to encourage you? Oh, it means the world. I think encouragement really validates me as a man and as a husband. You know, Aaron, when when you encourage me, I think as a man, it helps me to know that I have what it takes to be successful in all the different roles. You think, you know, as a husband, as a father, as a provider, a protector, a friend, a lover, and when you really encourage me, affirm me, offer those, those words of thankfulness, gratitude, all that... It just—it's saying to me that that man, you're doing it. That—that's a big part of how I hear that, and and I think that that's such a big part of when we hear this word. Men love to feel respected. Well, I think a big part of feeling respected is to be affirmed in in those roles. So we end up really going, I do have what it takes. Mm.
2: Even yesterday, we had talked on an earlier episode about having just this long week of filming and taping and. I went home and put my pajamas on and got in bed and fell asleep. Greg went to the grocery store. He picked up our daughter, and then he took her to an appointment. And I woke up from my nap, and he still wasn't home. And I was like, I feel so bad for him because if I'm exhausted as an extrovert, he Mm -hmm. has got to be exhausted. And so I texted him and said, I just so appreciate that you did all those things. I just woke up from a nap, and I feel really bad because you took the high road and did these hard things when I know you would have preferred to have been home.
1: Hmm. And it was great. She texted that. And it was just sitting there. Filled up your tank, didn't? Yeah, yeah. As I woke up from my nap inside the car, that I never told her about. <laughs> no, I did. I did tell. I just. I said, you know what? Thank you for for verbalizing yeah. that because that. Yeah, I I felt this was a way I could sacrifice, but it was hard because I wanted to be home in bed. So thank you for acknowledging that. It was very affirming. Well, let's go ahead and uh, turn now to a conversation Jim Daly and I had
0: with Dr. Julie Slattery. On previous episodes, she described uh, one of the first needs husbands have, which is respect.
3: Julia, let's move to number two, so we have respect. What's the second thing husbands need?
4: Yeah, the second thing, and women are going to say amen to this one, they need help. (laughs) Uh,
3: That's a big definition. I mean, a little more specifically. We've been lost for an
0: hour. I don't need your help. Uh,
4: There you go. Yeah. Even when we look at creation, uh, we look at that God created the man, and then he said, you know what? This guy's not good alone. He needs help. Uh, he can't do this by himself. So I'm going to create for him this helpmeet. And again, sometimes women hear that and they hear that as, am I less than? I'm a helper to my husband. But when we actually look at that Hebrew word, it's the word Ezer, which is the same word that is used for the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit is a help to us. Uh-huh. And so we see in the scripture that God created man and women to be a complement to each other, that women were created particularly within the relationship of marriage to be that teammate. And that help can look like lending her gifts and her strengths and her insight but it can also look like accountability. In oh help. yeah, it can look like yeah. that. I'm sure it has before.
3: <laughs> well, and you know the interesting thing about that, I think after 35 years of being married, Jean and I, yeah, I've really come to that conclusion. She has made me such a better man. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I would have realized that year one or two and not fought that. Yeah, you know that what you're saying there, that guide. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, men can be dumb sometimes, and we can do things that turn us into spiritual dead ends right mm-hmm. but our wives are there to help us and they have a keen insight typically yeah. to point us in a better direction
0: but we don't Amen. always listen yeah and, and that's because there is probably a better way to offer some help to your well husband, that's true. right that's yeah what you're on? so
4: here's the trick I think of these two needs of respect and help as like two wings of an airplane and they have to be balanced and most of us as women will emphasize one to the expense of the other. So you've got the woman who is only hearing the respect need and always encouraging her husband, but not holding him accountable, not setting boundaries, not using her voice. And that's a destructive marriage. But on the other hand, you have women who only want to help. They're always offering advice (laughs) and they sound critical. And they they really haven't proven themselves to be trustworthy to their husband in terms of Yeah, she's on my team. Like I can hear this because I know she's got my back. She's not being critical. And so part of the art of being a wife with your particular husband is what does it look like to have those two things in balance so that my husband Knows I'm on his team, that I believe in him, but I'm also not afraid to step up and offer needed counsel, insight, and accountability. Yeah,
3: that's so well said. And of course, when a person writes a book like you've done here, we get to pick up on your failures. Yeah, of course, you, I've made you many. You told him in the book, yes. but it, one of those things you said early in your marriage with Mike, uh, you tended to compete with him, yeah. not complete him. Yes. <laughs> and I love that comparison. Uh-huh complete don't compete
4: right uh, yeah. it sounds
3: like something a heavyweight boxer might say but what <laughs> what is your point?
4: Well, so we went into marriage and I was in graduate school learning all this stuff about psychology and marriage and family and parenting. I also grew up in a Christian home. So I knew a lot more about the scripture than he did. And just maybe what a Christian home was quote unquote supposed to look like. And so early in marriage, I would always be like, we need to do it this way. And (laughs) no, this is how we resolve an argument. And, And then I would sort of pull rank on him even and say, I know better than you. Like, I've been in grad school now for 4 years learning this stuff. Hold the timeout. You actually said that. Oh, I did. Ooh, yeah. That it one hurts, makes me right? A little. Yes, there you <laughs> go. Probably made like, like you cringe much, too. Thank you. <laughs> I made all I made lots of mistakes. Uh, but it was the attitude of, hey, I know more than you do in these areas and I'm going to prove it to you. And by doing that, I was Essentially tearing down that sense of respect that my husband needed. Mm. And so over the years, I had to learn that it's not that I should be quiet, but that I had to build his trust in the respect area before he was really able to hear the perspective that I could offer. Uh,
3: Julie, in that regard, again, I'm thinking of the woman that she's been on that path. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are hard um, emotions and disciplines to pull up out of. You're like in a rut. Yeah. So how, how does a woman say, OK, I've been pounding my head. I'm hearing what Julie's saying. How do I get off that highway of criticalness mm-hmm. and onto a better path? I, I mean, you can understand it intellectually. Yeah. But doing it is another thing.
4: It is. You know, it starts with how we change anything, which is really confession you know, confession to God, confession to one another. I remember this one time I was speaking on this concept, finding the hero in your husband. And I was in this room of maybe 300 women. And you know, as a speaker, you're watching your audience. And there was this one woman that had her arms crossed and she just seemed to be glaring at me.
3: That means not a good thing. Yes.
4: <laughs> and then she got up in the middle of the talk. She was near the front, walked out. And I thought, oh my goodness, I lost, I lost that one. And then after uh, the talk was over, she came and found me in the lobby and she said, I'm so sorry I had to get up and leave, but I was so convicted that I just had to get up mm. and call my husband mm. and just, I just cried. Like, I just realized I have been tearing you down for the last 15 years of our marriage and I don't want to do that anymore. Wow. And it begins with that. It doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect going forward, but the intention of your heart is... God, you've given me a good man, and all I seem to be able to do is criticize him. I want to change that.
0: Well, Aaron, what Julie talked about, I'm sure, is really resonating with a lot of wives. So talk a little bit about what a wife can do when she sees it like an area of change in her man. How does she bring it up without sounding like his mom or, you know, mm-hmm. overly corrective or disrespectful
2: or critical yeah. or a nag. Cause I think that's some of the greatest fears that we have as, as wives. Like, how do I bring this up? Because typically when it's going to come up is in the middle of conflict stress. Yeah, And, you know, then you say things that you're like, ah, oh, he's never going to be able to hear what I just said because, you know, either I was critical or I was, you know, escalated or whatever it just doesn't go well. So I encourage that, that wife, if there's something that you're seeing in your, in your husband that you're like, I really want to share this with him. Cause we can, we have that opportunity to sharpen each other. Iron to, sharpens iron. Yes, Proverbs 17. I think to it is. spend some time with God, you know, really trying to figure out like, so if he's doing that, how does that impact me? What does that trigger in me? What do I feel? What does it mean for me? and really get clear on what's going on for you amidst this thing you're seeing in your spouse. And then that as you do that work individually between you and God, it causes your heart to open. So then you can go to your spouse with an open heart. I you know, I always smile when I hear people say, you know, I just told them in love. I'm going to speak the truth in love. So you get but yet, you know, they're they yelling like... at the person. They're yeah. criticizing they're name calling. And, you know, versus... You know, my heart's open so I can go to my husband in gentleness and I can even let him know beforehand, like, hey, I've got something I need to share with you. And you might not agree with me. You might not see it. And I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to work in you to convict. I'm just going to share what I'm seeing or what I'm concerned about. Mm. And that's how it impacts me.
0: Okay, so Greg, she says that and your response is? What do you think typically most guys would say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not you, but yeah. most guys. No, I, again, the, I struggle because I instantly hear it as I've failed. Mm. It's not at all what Aaron is saying. That's just that's my issue. And so I, I quickly want to defend it. I want to explain how that's not accurate simply because I don't want to feel failed. So it, it's unfortunate that, that that's the thorn in my side. That's where I struggle with that. I know for me, what's been really helpful. So I'll think about if, if I want to share something with Aaron that what? I think I know that happens all the time <laughs> that, that I think that, let me say that differently Then, so any of us who want to share feedback <laughs> with our spouse, Aaron, as you were talking, where I think it has to begin is check your own heart, like check your motivation, your motives um, ask yourself, is my feedback based on my own expectations or is this god 's truth is this behavior that my spouse you know is displaying is this missing god 's mark or is it simply missing my mark mm, so good. because what that does is that, that that gives me an opportunity to then go to God and, and ask that god is this is this your mark or mine in in, in fairness as humans there 's plenty of time that I wish Aaron would behave differently based on what I expect. I want to make her in my image Mm -hmm. so that I feel better, whatever. But just simply going and spending some time with the Lord, Aaron, like you were saying, to get your heart open, that's just a great question to ask. You know, in a humble posture, hands kind of open, heart open, God, is this about you? And really, are you trying to use me to speak truth to my spouse that's your son or daughter? Or is this really my stuff? Mm -hmm. Because if it's my stuff, then I can do with my stuff first. And then at least it can be an honest conversation like, Hey, you know, I'm seeing this. This is really triggering me because this is my stuff, but it's still hard or it's still hurtful. That at least then puts it out there that I get that this is me. But I, it's still hurtful or it still feels like a loss. So can we talk this through and find something that feels good to both of us? Yeah. This is a very different conversation. Right, right. Well, uh, to keep the conversation going, certainly a couple of follow-ups
0: uh, make perfect sense to me. One would be our free online marriage assessment. It is a wonderful resource. It takes about 10 minutes for you and your spouse to take um, their own. Evaluate your relationship. Figure out what's strong, what could use some work, and talk about that. Um, It's a great tool. It's a free uh, marriage assessment. We'll link over to it in the show notes. And then the book by Dr. Julie Slattery, Finding the Hero in Your Husband, is full of great advice, Uh, some biblical insights, some great stories as well. Uh, You heard Julie's heart in the clip there today. Uh, Get the book and learn more. Uh, We're making it available for a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. Support the work we're doing here to encourage marriages and keep strong marriages going. And uh, when you do, we'll send that book to you. Details are in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear more from Julie Slattery. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.